Well, hey there, and welcome to the Scattered Saints podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm so glad that you decided to join us today. We are so excited for this next part in our series, The Real You, part two. Jeremy Wolfram is bringing the message today. We are excited for what he has to share and what God wants to say to each of us through this message. I'll talk to you guys at the end of the episode. Welcome, welcome today. So glad to be here with you. We're continuing our series, The Real You. Why don't you turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 16. And starting in verse 13, we're going to peek into a conversation that Jesus is having with a few of his disciples. And it starts like this. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then he asked them, Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today that your word's powerful, alive, it's living, it's active. It speaks to our hearts. It teaches us and leads us closer into our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, whether you dress up or dress down, whether you like wearing fancy clothes, more casual clothes, you can change your appearance, you can change the way you look, you can try and change your style, but is our image being changed really reveal who we really are? A lot of times what we wear is how we're trying to reflect and portray ourselves to the world, but the real you is something so much deeper. It goes so further beyond your clothes, what you wear, what you look like, what people perceive of you. And our identity begins to be shaped from a very young age in our lives by all the things that surround us. Sometimes things that are said about us, said to us, that we say about ourselves. And we're trying to figure all of this out. Who am I really? What am I supposed to do? What is my life really going to turn out to be like? And when we look at all of these factors, we start taking a form and a shape. And because what we're really leaning into is what we're trying to figure out is who am I? Who am I going to become? Who do I want to be? Or maybe perhaps even what was I put on this earth for and what was I created to be? See, there's deep longing in our hearts that brings us to these questions because we all want to feel that we are being real. We want to feel that we are being true to ourselves. We want to feel that we are walking out and living out the best part of our life with every aspect of our life, but that takes growth and that takes time. And what I want you to know today is a few things before we dive a little bit deeper in this. The first thing that I want you to know is this, that people, people say a lot of things. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, we have this conversation going on, and Jesus asks the disciples, who do men or who do people say that I am? And there was all these things going around. Some people were saying, well, maybe he's John the Baptist, come back from the dead. Maybe he's one of the prophets from the Old Testament, and he's just kind of reincarnated, and he's doing these miracles. Uh, Maybe he's one of these guys. Maybe he's just a good teacher. And, And people start making assumptions, and people say a lot of things about us. You see, Jesus knew that about his own life. He knew people were talking. He knew that people made assumptions about him. And assumptions are interesting because we've all done it. But have you ever assumed something about someone because of what a friend said, a coworker said, 
uh, what you saw from a distance. And assumptions can sometimes lead us down a very difficult and a bad path. And, and sometimes we make assumptions about ourselves in the very same way. We think we are, or we think we're good at something, or we're not good at something, and so we just make these assumptions, and, and we don't actually get down to the depth and the reality of what could be true or what could be truth. See, what you need to know is that words and perceptions hold power, but they're not the be-all and end-all of who you are and who you were created to be. People will say a lot of things, and sometimes the things that people say will hold a lot of power over you. They will sink into your heart, into your life, but they don't have to form and develop who you are. They can because some things are healthy and they help shape us, but other parts of life, other words said towards you and towards me, we have to not let them shape us because that doesn't define who we really are. Just because someone speaks something to you or over you or about you doesn't mean that it's true or that it needs to become truth. Because people say a lot of things. Second thing I want you to know is this, is that we tell ourselves a lot of things. I mean, if you're like me, you're constantly going over what you think about yourself, how you were in a situation, how you were perceived. And we all have a narrative that's repeating that we tell ourselves that we say, I am this way or I'm not that way or I'm not good enough or I could never or I will be or I want to become. And this repeating narrative that we keep telling ourselves actually does a lot of work in our hearts and in our lives to speak towards who we become, and what we allow ourselves to grow into. You see, we can tell ourselves so many things that are so far from the identity, the reality of what God wants for our lives. And just like people will say a lot of things, sometimes we got to be careful with the things that we're saying about ourselves. You see, Jesus, when he's having this conversation with the disciples, Jesus comes to them and he says this. He says, who do people say that I am, and then who do you say that I am? And Jesus wasn't asking this question because he was overly concerned about what people were saying about him. Jesus was fully secure and confident in who he was. He knew who he was. He had made declarations about who he was. He had uh, opened the door, the conversation about what he was going to do and, and what his purpose was. He was firm and secure in that. But what he really wanted to know, he wanted to know if those closest to him truly knew who he was. You see, people say a lot of things. We tell ourselves a lot of things. And something else we should know is in all of these things in life and what's said about us, what we tell ourselves, we can do one of two things. We can kind of shrug it off and say, well, just kind of I am what I am and this is who I'll be. Or we can actually lean in and learn to be shaped by the right voices the right truths, the right things that actually lead us to become the real you and the real me. Have you ever said the phrase, well, it is what it is? Or it's just how I am. I'll always be this way. I've just kind of always been this way. And a lot of times we settle back into this place or these presumed facts that nothing will ever change 
We can't change. Sometimes we get an arrogance about us that says, well, I am who I am. This is just the way I am, so leave me alone. It's almost like a wall and a blockade saying, don't expect me to change. Don't ask me to grow. Don't ask me to become something that you want me to be. And you have every right to say that to people, but can I tell you that the one who created you has called you to be so much more than you even think you are within your own heart and within your own life. You see, we can be shaped by something greater than our own emotions, than the words that people say about us, by the things that we say about ourselves. There is a deeper work that can come when we submit to the right truth to who Jesus is and what he wants to do in our lives. You know, the Apostle Paul came to this reality when he wrote the book of Corinthians. He's reflecting on who he used to be and who he's become and he used to persecute Christians. He used to live a different life. And now in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 and 10, he says this. He says, for I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle. The way I used to live, the way I persecuted the church. But whatever I am now, he says, whatever I am now, it's all because God poured out his special favor on me. And not without results. For I've worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet... It was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. When we start diving into the real you, the real me, who we were created to be, one of the most freeing things we can come to realize is that when we come to the heart of Jesus, when we come to Jesus to find our identity and to shape our lives, we can actually be honest with ourselves. We can be honest about who we used to be and how we're not perfect on our own, but wherever we're getting to, whatever we're doing in life, it's all because we let Jesus form and shape a reality in us that we could not have on our own. See, when we lean into God's grace, when we lean in and anticipate what grace can do in us, what grace can do in our hearts and in our lives, what Jesus can change in us and through us, we can actually become our most real and true version of ourselves. 1 Corinthians 15.10 in the New King James says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. This wasn't a passive just, this is who I am, what I am. It's like, no, no. Because of the grace of Jesus, I can actually become more than I ever expected to be. I can actually lean into and walk out and live a life that I could have never done on my own. But because of the grace of God working in me, I've become the most real version of myself possible. The real you, the real me, it's already in us. But we'll let it grow based on what we allow to shape us. The gifts, the talents, the abilities, the things that Jesus has placed inside of you, the things that are in you because you are created and formed in the image of God, they're in you, but they will be shaped by the things that you allow to shape your life. And I want to encourage you that you need to let grace shape your life. We need to let Jesus shape our thoughts and our hearts and our emotions and our lives because that is when we will become who we're meant to be, that's when we'll fully discover the most real version of who we are. See, who you are is incomplete without Jesus. 
because he's the one that knows you the best. He's the one that created you. He's the one that put those gifts, talents, those abilities in your heart, in your life, those thoughts in your mind, those abilities to run businesses or to work with people or to uh, bring health and life or educate, all of those things. They are part of the stamp of the image of God in your life. And when you allow Jesus in and his grace to shape you, you can become who you were really meant to be. I think if we really want to discover who we were called and created to be, what it really boils down to is a consistency and an ongoing practice of three things in our life. The first one is this. I think if I'm going to discover the real me, if you're going to discover the real you, we have to consistently and ongoing over and over and over again in our lives, we have to encounter Jesus. You see, Peter was with Jesus. Peter walked with Jesus when he answered the question about who he thought Jesus was. It wasn't because other people had said lots of things about Jesus. It wasn't because he read about Jesus in a book. It wasn't because, uh, you know, the conversations they had, but it was because he had actually spent time with Jesus and encountered him in day-to-day real-life situations. And as we encounter and we experience Jesus, this isn't something that just happens when we say a prayer when we invite him into our lives, but it's something that's ongoing. It's something that can happen day in, day out when we lean into who he is. And when we have an encounter with Jesus, we begin to discover not only who Jesus is, but who we were created to be through him. As we experience and encounter Jesus, the more we pursue encountering him, it'll actually shape and mold us into the true identity of who we're supposed to be. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8 says this. It says, But Christ has shown me that what I once thought was valuable is worthless, and nothing is as powerful as knowing Christ. I want you to know that your thoughts about Jesus, stories about Jesus, what you've read in a book, what someone else has said about Jesus, those things are good, but they are not and never will be the same as a living encounter experience with Jesus. I actually believe that you can encounter the presence of Jesus. You can encounter his voice, his heart towards you, his love for you. And the more you experience and encounter who Jesus is, the more you're going to be able to lean into his grace and who you were created to be. Because when you encounter Jesus, you're changed. If we want to become the most real us, we need to encounter Jesus. I don't care if you've been going to church for 30 years. We need to continue to encounter Jesus in a fresh and real way because it's what shapes who we are called to become. And it keeps us in pure identity in step with who he's calling us to be. It's how we follow him. It's how we live out our days. If you want to discover the real you, you need to encounter Jesus. But secondly, I believe that the next thing that is so important for us to learn as a practice in our life is that we need to hear what he says. Sometimes we get so caught up in what people say, what people think about us, say behind our back, what we say about ourselves, 
And, and one of the most interesting things to me about this passage in Matthew chapter 16 is what Jesus says to Peter. In Matthew 16, 18, it says this, Now I say to you that you are Peter. See, Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter. Someone who kind of waves around, but to Peter, which means rock. And, and, and there's something that Jesus sees in Peter that he didn't even see in himself. And so often in our lives, we keep telling ourselves things, but we fail to stop and listen to hear what he says about us. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you stopped to just be quiet and say, Jesus, what are you saying about me? What do you think about who I am? What have you called me to do? What purposes, gifts, abilities have you put in my life? Because if you want to know what he's saying about you, about who he is, it's not hard to find because it's in this book. It's in his word. It's in his presence as you encounter him. And it needs to be in, in our daily lives. We need to be involved in both. So we can hear him clearly and we can live out the very life that he's called us to. It's a lifelong journey. This is why we say we follow Jesus one step at a time. Because every day we need a fresh encounter with Jesus. Every day we need to hear what he's saying about us because there are so many other voices, so many other things trying to shape us. So we need to encounter him. We need to hear what he says but third thing that I think really needs to become a practice, and I'm working on this in my life, and it's not always easy to do, but we need to learn to live in the grace that changes us. See, we, we come to Jesus through grace, and we believe that we can be saved and set free and have a relationship with him because grace is a free gift, and it's what changes everything in our lives. But then we go about our lives trying to live out our days and become who we're called to be separate from that grace. And this is why Paul said, whatever I am now, I am by the grace of God. Grace changed us in a moment. If you've never experienced or encountered Jesus in that way where you've surrendered your life to him, the grace of Jesus can change your life forever. Grace changes us, but then we fail at times to live in that grace from day to day. In 1 Peter, there's a scripture where it talks about when you come to Jesus, it says that you're being built in, you're chosen, you're royal, you're a holy nation, you're God's possession. And, and, and grace starts doing something in our lives. What it really starts doing is it gives us a place, it gives us a starting point, it builds us into what God's doing, and it gives us a purpose. And if grace invites us in, if grace gives us a starting point, if grace gives us purpose, why do we stop leaning into the grace of God and think we can do it on our own? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and the new has come. Come on, the real you is a new you. The real you is not who you used to be. It's not what you thought you were, but it's actually who Jesus is leading you to become each and every day when you follow him. But we need to encounter Jesus. We need to hear what he says. We need to live in the grace that changes us. See, you're new. 
You're not just covered up. You're not just cleaned up. You're actually made new. And the real you is revealed by letting Jesus work in your heart and in your life for the rest of your life. Because it's grace that changes us. It's grace that leads us to believe we can become who he's called us to be. It's grace that frees us from our past and what we used to do and who we used to be. And it makes us the most real version of ourselves that we could ever be when we lean into the grace of Jesus. I'm challenged to continue to reevaluate in my heart and in my life who God has called me to be. And whenever we start doubting those things, whenever we start wondering about all those things, I keep coming back to these principles. Have I encountered Jesus? Have I taken time to hear what he says about me? Have I let the grace of Jesus lead me in my decisions because that's what's actually going to change me and lead me down the path of what he wants to reveal in my life? These are healthy practices, but they're not always easy practices because it takes time for us to remember and we're always fighting to become something, to be what we want to be, to, to show others what we can really do. But when we settle into our hearts that we can do our best at everything, but let the grace of God actually reveal who we are created to be, we will discover the most real version of ourselves possible. I want to pray with you this morning before we end. And if you've never had an opportunity to experience the grace of Jesus, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he sent his son. So that God loved you and he made the first move to make a way for you to experience the grace of Jesus. Jesus came, he paid for your sin and my sin. And all we do is make the exchange. We surrender all the things that we try to carry on our own. And we say, I receive your gift of grace. And if you want to take that step, I want to give you an opportunity to pray this prayer with me. Because Jesus wants to exchange who you thought you were for the grace and life that he has for you. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I need you now more than ever. So I give you everything. I give you what I thought I was. I give you who I thought I could be, and I want to exchange it for your grace and your goodness in my life. I give you my sin. I give you my shame. I give you my wins. I give you my successes. I give you everything because, Jesus, I want to encounter you. Jesus, I want to hear what you say about me, and I want to live in the grace that you have for me for the rest of my life. So would you be my Lord? Would you be my Savior? I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Welcome back, and thanks so much for joining us on the Scattered Saints podcast today. If you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or if you have questions about this message, I encourage you guys to go to scatteredsaints.ca, type in your contact info, and one of our pastors will reach out to you directly. We're so excited for this next season of the church and are so excited for this The Real You series. So we'll see you guys next week. Tune in to church online at scatteredsaints.ca. We thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast.